Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Talk is about to begin. Hey, 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 come on in. After Ohio State's 17 to 14 win over Notre Dame, top 10 matchup. We are in a car in a parking lot at Trader Joe's because we are dedicated to bringing you a post game pod. This one's going to be a little short, and Nathan and I will come back on the Monday pod and do a more in depth one. But as big as the game was, I think the most interesting thing that happened is what happened after the game with Nathan Angry Ryan Day. We've seen aggressive Ryan Day, the play caller, but we haven't necessarily seen Angry Ryan Day. What was he so ticked off about? Uh, he was ticked off about people calling Ohio State out for, um, and him, for a lot of things that frankly happened in this game. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. Ryan Day, like you, and he came in and admitted it that you know uh, he was sick about being 0 for 4 on third or fourth and one before the Chip Trainum touchdown plunge that ultimately wins this game, and uh, it's <laughs> I think that emotion was, and he can say it was um, feeling offended and and all of that, um, and there's reason why the the comments by. Lou Holtz and some other people were were misguided. That, that Ohio State didn't have trouble uh, with toughness against Georgia, and didn't have toughness in being undefeated against Penn State in Ryan Day's career, and didn't have toughness in the lopsided wins uh, over Clemson and Michigan early in his career. So it, it, they were they weren't fully formed comments that Lou Holtz was was making, and, and other people. But it doesn't change the fact that if Chip Trainum doesn't get across the plane, I mean, they had to review the play to make sure it was a touchdown. So if if that doesn't happen, his postgame comments and our postgame discussion about this game are very, 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 very different. So I think you, though, have to look at it in the context of Notre Dame really stepped up and played a tremendous defensive game, I thought, um, unquestionably. I thought that uh, Ohio State didn't always respond in those short-yarded situations the best, both in terms of the physical manifestation of the play and the play that was called to begin with but you also can't say that with the game on the line number one you know Kyle McCord the poise that he showed on that final drive leading this team down the field 
and then the decision to put Chip Traynham in the game and give him the ball, um, probably getting a heads up from the guys upstairs that Notre Dame only had 10 people on the field, um, and executing that, they, they executed it when they had to. So I think, you know, he was fired up about disrespect, but again, um, that was really close, really, really, really close to us talking about this game a different way. It was a similar vibe to last year's Notre Dame game where he was talking a lot about toughness, but just with a little bit more emotion. And, Nathan, you brought up the Kyle McCord stuff. Andrew, the first three weeks of the year, it's, okay, who's the starting quarterback, Kyle McCord or Devin Brown? And then week three, okay, Kyle McCord's the starter, but we won't really know anything about him until the Notre Dame game. Well, the Notre Dame game happened, and his stat line wasn't, you know, it wasn't some amazing Heisman Trophy-level stat line. 21 of 37 for 240 yards, no touchdown pass for his second time in his career. A couple of runs as well in there. Four, a couple of runs, a couple of scrambles. What did we learn about Kyle McCord against Notre Dame? So we, we mentioned this. Stephen and I agreed in, in the way that if Chip Tranum, I mean, however you want to say this, if Notre Dame has 11 players because they didn't have anybody right over where they ran the ball, uh, if Notre Dame has 11 players on defense or if Chip Tranum gets stopped six inches sort of the goal line, Nathan was saying we're talking about this game a little bit differently. We said we're not giving Kyle McCord an A. Kyle McCord won a game today that you could, like, whoever was going to lose this game was going to point to various things and say, God, if we had just done one thing here, we would have won the game. And Kyle McCord won a game today where, frankly, it, it, it felt over. Um, you know, there were a couple moments where it felt like, all right, Ohio State just got the death knell. Like, that's it. They had the fourth and one play, which, I mean, we can discuss. The fourth and one play to the jet sweep to Emeka. Eesh. I don't know about that. That was that was not a good play call. And like Nathan was saying, we'd be talking about a lot of different things. Like if, if Notre Dame had run out the clock, we wouldn't be saying all of the things that we're saying right now. This would be Ohio State can't convert in short yardage and it killed them and blah, blah, blah. But McCord won a game today that, frankly, I don't know how Ohio State – like I'm looking at the drive chart as we look at this. Like there was – on that final drive, they got stopped at the 10, and then on that final drive – you had fourth and seven, and you had third and 19, and Ohio State converts both of them. You didn't even allow it to get to another fourth down. So uh, I made this point with the defense. They made the plays they had to make when they absolutely had to have them. You know, I mentioned some of the plays like Notre Dame turned it over twice on downs. Um, you know, there were a, the, the Sam Hartman play in the first quarter, the Sam Hartman play in the third quarter. Like Ohio State made those plays on defense. Kyle McCord made those plays on offense, and that is just remarkably important to have from your quarterback where, look, I mean, Notre Dame had, as I looked at, I mean, not counting that last play, they had four drives in the second half, and they scored two touchdowns. You score on 50%, you score touchdowns on 50% of your drives, you're doing something right, and Ohio State was able to weather all of that, and Kyle McCord was able to weather all of that, and he somehow won this game for Ohio State. Nathan, I thought we learned today that Kyle McCord can be a gamer. He wasn't perfect. <laughs> it got brought up to Ryan Day that <laughs> during that last drive, 15 plays, 65 yards, a minute and 25 seconds. On first and second down, he was awful. Incompletion after incompletion. But third down, third and 19, there's a fourth and seven where he completes a pass to Julian Fleming. He had a 40-yarder to Xavier Johnson at one point in the game. 
we were talking. We didn't know what we were going to get out of him in a big game, and I think what we learned today is when they need him to do something, he can deliver for you. So now, over the, when they get back from the bye week, when you get into Maryland games and Purdue games, it's can he do the other simple stuff so he doesn't always have to show up in these big moments? Can he make the routine plays routine so we're not looking at third and nineteens and fourth and sevens, and he has to complete those time and time again? It's like, what did we say coming into this game? Like, all Ohio State has to do is, like, do the small things. Like, yeah. convert on third and short and, um, you know, make sure the playmakers are getting open. And just do those things and, you know, not have bad offensive line things happen. Like, Josh Fryer committing one of the stupidest personal foul penalties I've <laughs> yeah. seen in a long time. Like, not do those things. Don't shoot yourself in the foot. Take it off of Common Court's shoulders. And you don't have to have him be the hero on the final drive of the game. And then what happens? Like, a lot of those things don't come true, and now Common Court has to come be the hero on the final drive. And, you know, uh, Common Court, as we said after the game, we were talking about it, and, you know, you don't give him an A for every single element of this, but you have to give him an A for the overall performance because this is um, – it, it's – what he did on that last drive is exceptionally hard. To, to go out and just to drive 65 yards in 86 seconds on a top 10 team um, that clearly is has it together defensively and was going to uh, and had a home crowd at its back. Except for the personnel. They don't have that together in terms of getting their... Oh, well, getting right, 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 right. <laughs> in, terms of, in terms of effort and scheme all night, they had it together for sure. And, and, and to go out there and make those clutch throws... And, you know, and give Emeka Buka and, and Julian Fleming and, and, and Xavier Johnson and the guys on receiving end credit for it as well. But, like, that, that throw, that third and 19 throw to Emeka to get all the way down to the goal line and set up those heroics on the end, like, that's just, that one's going to be one that they talk about for a while, I think. Um, it's almost, it's crazy that this play, you're watching it right now, I mean, into a what crowd, a into a crowd. You're like, and what, what's what? What are we talking about? Like all week long, it's like the aggressive. When you're when Ohio State's aggressive, it means sometimes you throw a ball up and let these guys who are supposedly the best skill position players in the country make a play on the ball, and that's what he did with the game on the line there. And it, it takes uh, some guts, and it takes um, it takes some intelligence, and it takes some. Resolve, and I think he showed all those things on that final drive, and really in in other ways throughout this game. I mean, again, it wasn't, and he was one first to admit it after this game, saying, "Hey, this isn't like offensively, we've still got a ways to go." But like, it wasn't the most crisp performance. But I remember writing down earlier in this game, like Comacord's not making the mistake that is going to cost them. Mm-hmm. Like I thought he was making some good decisions on some other instances where um, either he looked like he might be in trouble. He didn't always make a perfect choice. There were times he probably made some bad choices, but he didn't make the mistake that was going to give Notre Dame's offense a chance that it wasn't earning on its own. I think that is a, just a crucial way to look at this game. That Comacord kept this thing in front of him the whole time, didn't give Notre Dame a, a bad fumble, a, a bad interception, although he did throw it right through a guy's hands there late in the game. Oh, man, that, that was about it. Um, but, like, didn't didn't make that turnover. And because of that, he still had the ball in his hands with a second three seconds to go to hand it off to Chip Trainum. Well, and that's a great point because there were there were two plays. I think it was – there was one throw he made on the final drive, which could have been it. There was one yes. throw he made that where you're like, uh-oh. 
Yes. And then right after the Emeka drop, there was another play in the end zone where Notre Dame dropped an interception. Outside of those two, I'm kind of struggling to think of plays where I looked at Kyle McCord and went, what in the world was he doing? And like the and even I think one of those throws, I would have to go back and look at it. I don't remember it. But to your point, like you mentioned the play in the first quarter. Like how different is this game if Kyle McCord has to press a little bit or if Ohio State's offense has to press a little bit because Notre Dame does take that 7 nothing lead on their first yeah. drive because they were rolling. They were humming offensively, and there were just – there were just these moments, and we'll get to the defense, I know, but the defense kind of stood up and and did that. And when there were those moments, you know, you know, I'm looking at the drive chart. You know, Notre Dame had two two drive or two touchdowns on four drives. Like they were moving the ball fairly effectively at points in this game, and he didn't give them another chance to get back to get the ball back and make this a different game than it was. Kyle McCord did not have to be perfect today, but he did have to be a player when it was time to be a player. And that is the fundamental difference between what happened in 2021 with first-year starting quarterback C.J. Stroud and first-year starting quarterback Kyle McCord is that the pieces around Kyle McCord gave him an opportunity to finally figure it out. And against Oregon in 21, the defense wasn't good, the running game wasn't there, and C.J. Stroud just had to figure it out from snap one, and it never happened, even if they gave him the same exact opportunity at the end of the game to go win it, and he couldn't win it. Kyle McCord... He, there was opportunities given him chance and chance again because the defense was better, because the running game did break through at times and had expo- ex- explosive runs. But when the moment came for Kyle McCord to step up to the plate and go win the game, he wouldn't won the game. Yeah, I mean, but Stroud had that same opportunity at the end of the Oregon That's game true. in 2021. And, um, and yeah, and, and, and it didn't come together for him. And it, it came together for McCord. I think, you know, that that deserves some credit. And I, I think, you know... When we talk about toughness, um, to, to go back to the Ryan Day thing, um, it, it so often get, comes up in a, these third and one, fourth and one mm-hmm. conversations. And there's, I think, a reason for that. I, I think that's, that's justified. But there's a certain level of toughness also that shows up in the way the Kamal Cord played and Mecca Buka played and certainly the way Marvin Harrison Jr. played coming back into this game with whatever had happened to his ankle um, where they just taped it up with, like, multiple rolls of tape it looked like and sent him back out there and and the, the toughness that was displayed by this defense you know guys like Lathan Ransom and and Sonny Styles and and other guys coming up and making big plays JT Tuomaloao making a big play at a crucial time like the toughness gets exhibited in other ways and and sometimes it's it's just the mental toughness to uh keep your awareness and make those plays and like we we had, I think Comic Accord showed that the thing that might be as extraordinary trait the thing that we've been looking for the ryan day had been looking for more importantly since january um might be just keeping it together in a moment like that and you know the the closest thing that he came to i mean he got that intentional grounding penalty Mm -hmm. there on that last drive but i thought that that was kind of iffy um i I mean he almost escaped that and got out of the pocket and threw to what would have been a legit receiver i'd have to go back and look at it again steven you and i can can do that more for for monday but like just, just a, just a, just having the grit to to figure that out. I think is its own kind of toughness, and 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 that is also, I think, what Ryan Day is talking about at the end of a game. It's like, you know, okay, third and third and short situations. Yeah, it's been bad. They've got to fix that. But there's other ways to show toughness, and I think obviously Ohio State uh, did that tonight. Well, uh, 
Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, you mentioned the, the mental toughness thing. That is a really good point because let's like put yourself in the Friday state of mind. Like Trevion Henderson had the 61 yard run, which was just massive. Take that run away. Ohio State ran for 65 yards on 26 carries. That's two and a half yards a carry. And there's not like a lot of Kyle McCord, you know, taking sacks and he has negative 20 yards. Like, you know, Chip Trainum had 2.2 yards a carry. I know they're using him in short yarded situation. I mean, that's a really, really, that's not great. That's yeah. not a great clip. Marv had 32, uh, had 32 yards receiving. And I know he got hurt, but they were, they were really not going to let Marv beat them one-on-one. And then, like, imagine I tell you all that, and, oh, yeah, by the way, Audric Estime, five yards a carry. Their backup two running backs, Jeremiah Love and Jadarian Price, 7.1 yards a carry, 7.3 yards a carry. If I told you that before the game, and, oh, by the way, Ohio State's only going to score 17 points, you would have said, oh, man, Ohio State's in trouble, and we're talking about some major issues with this team. There are still issues to fix, but they won the game. And, like, there is, to your point, there is a mental toughness with com- that comes with sticking with it when it's not working. And not, and not in a way that you're beating your head against the wall, but sticking with it in a way that you just keep pounding the rock and, I guess, figuratively and literally, but keep pounding the rock and it worked out. And just if you can kind of lay those things out again, you said this was – Steven said this was Ohio State's – First time not scoring 20 since the when? Oklahoma game in 2017 against yeah. Baker Mayfield. So the first time since Ryan since Ryan Day took over that they have not scored 20 yes. points, and they won the game. Like that, there's there's a lot of mental toughness that goes with that. I think a lot of people, you know, when people talk about the toughness, Nathan's right that you know, oh well they're getting blown off the ball or Michigan did this to them or Notre Dame you know, Notre Dame ran the ball fairly effectively, but oh Notre Dame did this to them or Notre Dame's going to do this to them or what have you. And there's just a mental toughness that comes with winning a game like that. We're going to take a quick break then. When we come back, we'll talk about defense because I thought the defense was clearly the star of the day with how they played today. So we'll get more into that when we come back here on Buckeye Talk. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nathan, two games against Notre Dame in two years. Ohio State gave up 10 points at home. They gave up 14 on the road here today. And up until really the second half, really deep into the second half, the defense was not giving up points. Notre Dame was driving. They had these long drives. They had one drive that was like 15 plays for what, like seven, eight minutes. Got all the way in the deep into Ohio State ter- territory, and they still don't score on that drive. Just now that we've seen Ohio State's defense against a real opponent, what is your opinion about where this defense can be headed? By the end of the year. 
I mean, they had one drive that was turned away at the Notre Dame, or at the, I'm sorry, at the OSU 18, I think. One drive that was turned away at the 28 or something like that. 29, yeah. Um, they had another drive that obviously ended with a missed field goal mm-hmm. um, of like 47 yards. I mean, they were... Uh, I know that Jim Knowles doesn't like the term bend but don't break, and I, I know why, because that has more to do with your um, approach than with the results. Mm-hmm. And the, so I understand where he's coming from there, and I, I don't necessarily think that's what was happening. Because I think for other long long stretches of this game, like they they were getting off the field. They were, you know, they were um, limiting Notre Dame. And I think if you had known coming into this game, if Sam Hartman's going to throw for – 175 yards, um, you really like Ohio State's chances um, to, to know that he was that limited. Now, it was going to depend on how well they stopped the run. And as, as Andrew was just saying, like Notre Dame still was able to pretty successfully run the ball. But it was, it just, it was just plays in just super, super critical moments. Um, the one that, that, that stands out to me, is the Cody Simon stop on fourth down in the first quarter. And, like, so much happens at the very end of this game that, for, for, for good reason, will, you know, go down in, in history. But that stop early in the game, I mean, it, it takes Notre Dame off the field when it's driving for a chance to score. It saves precious seconds that Ohio State needed uh, for to, to save this game at the end of the game. Um, it just it did so many things, and for it to come from a guy like him, a a you know this was sort of the theme of the night almost. Like um, Marvin Harrison Jr. is just taken out of this game, both by Notre Dame's defensive scheme and then whatever happened to his ankle. And who like makes the huge plays in this game? It's Xavier Johnson for the second year in a row yeah. against Notre Dame. It's Cody Simon coming off the bench to be a third linebacker on just a just a fourth down opportunity and, and making this huge stop. It's um, Chip Trainum coming in. I don't know, how many times did Chip Trainum touch the ball tonight? Like six, he, he's I think. six uh, carries, thirteen yards. I might have taken the under on that. Like he, it wasn't yeah. a super productive night for him, but he's obviously become an important part of this offense and a guy that they trust. And to send him in semi cold for the biggest handoff of the season to this far, and it might end up being the most important one all season, like, uh, it's just, it's it's guys, veteran guys coming through in, in huge spots. I thought we saw what happens when you've got, there's a lot of guys who have played a lot of football over the past three years, and it seemed to pay off tonight against Notre Dame, because a lot of these same guys were on the field against Oregon in 2021, and they were young and inexperienced, and they weren't ready for that moment, but Edger, the way this defense played, and this offense is still trying to figure stuff out, especially with this offensive line. Can Ohio State win big football games relying on its defense until its offense gets back to what we've come to know it to be under Ryan Day? Yes. I have questions about what that means after Thanksgiving. Um, I guess you could say Penn State, but I have questions about whatever day that Saturday is after Thanksgiving – and then beyond about what that could mean. Because, look, I understand. Look, you won the game. We gave Kyle McCord an A. We gave all, you know, we're, they deserve all that praise, but they still couldn't run the ball. And that's going to, like, I, your defense is eventually going to have to not carry you through a seat. Like, the offense is going to have to get better. So, like, I don't know if it's something where the offense is just 
you can just do like look I, I what we saw we were talking about this on the way out with some of the other writers like those were just two really good teams and like I understand that Notre Dame's defense is re- like they appeared to be very good albeit when they have 11 players on the field <laughs> like they they just looked really good so you're not going to play a defense like that every week but if like Ohio State is not going to get away with scoring 17 every week and like I understand the defense was outstanding um, but there are going to be those games where a team that is better offensively than Notre Dame is like which Penn State might be like they're going to make you pay on that that uh, turnover on downs play where Sam Hartman gets knocked out of bounds or they're going to make you pay with that missed field goal which actually turned out it was in the first quarter but it actually turned out to be fairly large you know there are just kind of those moments where you can kind of point to one thing and say like okay but what happens if that goes differently and it's not a big change it's not one of those things where like oh well what if you know what if Ohio State could do this or what if Notre Dame could do that like they're fairly minimal things that this game kind of hinged upon and the defense can carry Ohio State for the next couple of weeks uh you would think and I think Ohio State is kind of hoping that it will buy McCord and the offense enough time to continually get better but the defense might be really good, and I, I think the way to sum up sum this answer up is the defense might be really good, and it still might not be enough. So you can carry it for a little bit, you can carry it to a point, but when you're gonna like if, if you're gonna play a team that has a really good offense down the line, like a Michigan, or maybe you get to the playoff and you're playing like a Texas or a team that has some really good receivers on the outside, a team that has a really good quarterback you're going to have to score points. So, yes, but not for long is my answer. I think it, it's – on one hand, you want to say if, if you had to pick one or the other, like you'd rather the defense be this – where it is right now because the offense still has this ceiling that it can grow to as Kyle McCord refines his performance, as, you know, et cetera, et cetera happens. The one thing that I just don't know is if – are they going to get this offensive line there by the end of the year? Um, it wasn't a great game, I didn't think, for Josh Simmons. I thought there were other guys making um, really bad mistakes. Um, you're, you're right. It's, 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 it's tricky when you say, oh, like, and I wrote about this too, like, oh, if you take away the 61-yard touchdown run that yeah. was this massive yeah, play, right. well, then the, off, the, the running game wasn't that great, which is both true and probably a somewhat unfair way to, to look at it. But um, because that play was was massive, and especially coming at the time it did. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's like, and, and at the end of the day, they they found the answer. We're really straying from the defense here. They found the answer <laughs> to the running game by just putting someone in instead of Trevion Henderson and letting him finish off that drive. But like, it's it 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 is such a massive positive compared to where this team was a year ago to see the defense playing this way. Like the secondary last year was uh, lost at times. Those cornerbacks just not being healthy and, and not being able to get out of their own heads when they got into games and, and looking and just floundering at times against teams that are not at Notre Dame's uh, level. Um, you had late in the season the, the problems that this, this safety group had. And early on in this game, Notre Dame was finding a lot of success throwing the ball um, in, in a lot of different ways and, and taking advantage of some things that they saw uh, from Ohio State, obviously, but uh, the, the the way the guys stepped up. I mean, Lathan Ransom tonight looked like just 
one of the best defensive backs in the nation, no no question. Um, you know, Sonny Styles obviously coming along. Davis Nigmanosen had some big plays. Um, I mean, you just yeah, just looking down on, on down the line, like this secondary just feels like where last year you questioned whether this was you know a secondary that belonged in the top third of the Big Ten. Like right now, it just seems like a secondary full of NFL guys. And they're going to keep getting better too. Like this defense is going to keep getting better too. Like I think it's it's just you win at all costs tonight. You've got a bye week to try to figure some things out, and then you've got a little ramp up again with your schedule until you have to play another massive game. So I think I think the theme of this might be I think that there's a chance that we look back on this weekend and this game, and not to get too big, big picture with it right now. But I think that there's a chance that we look back on this moment in time, like that that game and that couple of hours, as the defense saved the season. Because if Ohio, like, look, we, we talked about, we kind of referenced it, like what kind of conversations would we be having if Ohio State doesn't close that out or Notre Dame gets an extra first down or, you know, the, you know, however you want to phrase it with the timeouts, whatever happens at the end and Notre Dame wins the game. Ohio State's margin for error is zilch, right? Like, you are at a point now where all of these offensive questions exist and you have to win out and you have to beat Penn State and Michigan and you have to avoid any landmines against a Wisconsin or a Maryland or a whoever. Like, you know, this is a... I think that as I kind of think about it and kind of lay out the rest of the schedule, you know, which is going to be a two-month grind here for the Buckeyes, like... I think it's a, there's a chance that we look back on that game and say, again, kind of like with the plays that they had tonight, I think we could look back at the game and say, if the defense didn't do what it did, Ohio State wouldn't be in blank position that they're in right now. I think the defense is good enough that, it, that Ohio State's offense has time to figure it out, which is exactly what you want when you've got a brand-new starting quarterback and teams are trying to take away your best weapon and literally selling out without having two guys on them. So they got some time there. <laughs> I think You didn't mention Denzel Burke. I think Denzel Burke was bored tonight because he's reached a point here where teams don't want to try him. And it's been a while since Ohio State's had a corner that – Jeff Okuda was the last cornerback they had that teams did not want to try. So when you're playing in big games and teams don't want to try a guy and he's taking away an entire side of the field, that helps this defense. Maybe this defensive line starts generating sacks. But you're right. The secondary, Nathan, between Lathan Ransom and the weapon they're trying to turn him into, between Sonny Styles and the weapon he just is by being Sonny Styles, the way Josh Proctor has looked in year six, Somehow being a quality member of this defense, the way Jordan Hancock has played in that nickel role and the way that Denzel Burke has been playing. I think that over the next month until we get to that Penn State game and that Wisconsin game, this offense doesn't have to be perfect because its defense is going to give it opportunity, opportunity. And then once we get to those games, maybe this offense is where we expect it to be. That'll wrap up this podcast because we're in a car and it's a lot of hot air in here and I don't think we want to start smelling each other. Nathan and I will be back for the Monday pod where we'll deep dive into this Notre Dame-Ohio State game because it was a really good game, even if Ohio State didn't necessarily play perfect. So for Nathan Baird, for Andrew Gillis, I'm Stephen Means. And that is Buckeye Talk.